0: This is The World in Brief, from The Economist. Our top stories. Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, declared the illegal annexation of four regions of Ukraine during an address at the Kremlin. The announcement followed sham referendums in the areas. Mr. Putin warned Ukraine and the West that the sovereignty of these areas would not be open to future negotiation as those living within them had become Russian citizens, quote, forever. America announced another round of sanctions on Russia targeting the country's defense and technology sectors. China and India abstained from condemning Russia's annexation at the UN Security Council. America, which sponsored the draft resolution, had hoped that India would take a more forceful line towards Russia. Ten countries in the 15-member body voted for the measure, which Russia vetoed. American shares continued their poor run. The S&P 500 index shed 1.5% on Friday and 5.3% over the past quarter, notching up a third straight quarter of losses for the first time since 2008-2009. Meanwhile, new figures showed that in August, the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of annual inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, rose higher than expected to 4.9 percent, excluding food and energy. Hurricane Ian made landfall in South Carolina as a Category 1 storm, having left at least 21 people dead in Florida. Ian is forecast to move towards North Carolina before dissipating by Saturday evening near the border with Virginia. More than one million Floridians had their power restored, about half the number affected. More casualties are expected. Liz Truss, Britain's new prime minister, met with the country's independent economic watchdog on Friday as she struggles to contain the fallout from last week's disastrous mini-budget. The meeting failed to calm jitters as the pound weakened again, and British pension schemes continued to raise funds by shedding assets. A suicide bombing at a private college in Afghanistan's capital, Kabul, killed at least 19 people and wounded 27 others, according to police. The victims were students taking a mock university exam. Most were women. While there was a lull in such attacks after the Taliban's takeover of the country in August 2021, their frequency has recently increased. Many are claimed by Islamic State, a militant group. European energy ministers approved a windfall tax on most non-gas electricity producers and cuts to electricity consumption during peak hours to temper soaring energy bills. They could not agree on a plan to cap natural gas prices, which Germany opposes, but France and others support. The tax is projected to raise €140 billion, or $137 billion, to be redistributed to consumers. The measures will take effect in December. And Word of the Week, Dedovshina, the name for the tradition of hazing conscripts in Russia. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Seeking investment, Ukraine hosts a business shindig. The backdrop for IT Arena 2022, a business conference that ends on Saturday in Lviv in western Ukraine, looks grim. On Friday, Russia forcibly annexed a sizable chunk of the country. Annual inflation is around 20 percent, wages have been cut, and Ukraine's economy is on track to shrink this year by nearly a third. But conditions could be worse. Earlier in the war, it looked as though GDP would fall by half. Unemployment is falling, albeit from frightful heights. Hiring is strongest in western areas, such as Lviv, where IT Arena 2022 attendees have gathered at secret venues. One is underground, the other has bomb shelters. Aiming to make the most of Ukraine's reputation for resourceful resistance and plucky entrepreneurialism, the government has launched Advantage Ukraine, a program to boost foreign investment. Red tape is being cut. Hundreds of permit requirements have been scrapped. Ukraine, its economy minister says, seeks not humanitarian aid, but investment, which, quote, we understand as blood for the Ukrainian economy. China's National Day Holidays In normal times, China's Golden Week vacation, which begins on Saturday, calls forth a glut of holiday spending. But wallets are lighter this year. Sporadic lockdowns to stamp out COVID-19 have worsened an economic slump. Would-be travelers also fear getting trapped. 150,000 got stuck at the beach resorts of Hainan, a southern island province, during a COVID outbreak this summer. Tourist spending during last season's holidays was just 60% of that in pre-COVID times. This year could be worse. The Communist Party will try to cheer up gloomy staycationers. State media call for patriotic positive energy in time for a party congress later in October, at which Xi Jinping is likely to be awarded a third term as leader. A film about heroic diplomats rescuing overseas Chinese from a war zone will hit cinemas to lift spirits. Quote, the motherland will never leave behind any citizen, intones one character in the film's trailer. Officials will hope a lockdown does not close cinemas and stop people getting the patriotic message. A documentary about sisterhood in Myanmar. When the Burmese army drove 700,000 Rohingyas, a mainly Muslim ethnic minority, out of Myanmar in 2017, the news that reached the rest of the country was mostly state propaganda, demonizing those forced into exile. Filmed between 2016 and 2021 in a Rakhine village, Snowhineen Ihelang's documentary tells a different tale. Midwives, which won a prize at this year's Sundance Film Festival and was released in Britain on Friday, follows Hla, a tough-talking Buddhist Rakhine midwife, and Nyo Nyo, her ambitious Muslim Rohingya apprentice. Their friendship is tested by personal quarrels as well as by escalating conflict and racial hatred. The babies they deliver, born into the world's largest stateless minority, face an uncertain future. But the women are united in their mission to help Rohingya mothers and other patients. The country's Bamar ethnic majority, says Ms. Snohelang, found a new solidarity with persecuted minorities after a bloody coup last February. Quote, the whole country became like the Rohingya. Black rhinos may be better off hornless. It is a sorry state of affairs when protecting a species from annihilation requires hacking off its most prominent feature. Nevertheless, that is what many African rhinoceros reserves have resorted to to protect their charges from poachers. Dehorning rhinos is seen as the ultimate poacher deterrent. It is the value of the horn that they are willing to kill for. And although dehorning is painless, its critics have suggested it may harm rhinos' well-being or reproduction. A study in the European Journal of Wildlife Research allays some of those fears. It looked at four subpopulations of black rhinos in Namibia, three of which had undergone dehorning. Reassuringly, in all markers of population growth—lifespan, birth rates, and offspring survival—dehorned rhinos were doing just as well as horned ones. And while a hornless rhino may look somewhat diminished, it is certainly preferable to one slain by poachers. Weekend Profile, Yevgeny Prigozhin, Putin's Private Army Supremo This week, Yevgeny Prigozhin stepped out of the shadows. The close ally of Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, admitted for the first time that he founded the Wagner Group, a network of guns-for-hire that does much of Russia's dirty work. Quote, I cleaned the old weapons myself, sorted out the bulletproof vests myself, said Mr. Prigozhin of Wagner's early days. The mercenaries emerged in Ukraine in 2014 to aid Russia's annexation of Crimea and back up pro-Russian separatists in the eastern Donbass region. The group then expanded wherever Russia had an interest, including Syria, Libya, the Central African Republic, and Mali. As for Mr. Prigozhin, little is known about his childhood. He spent most of his 20s in prison, serving nine years for robbery and fraud. After his release, he set up a hot dog stand in St. Petersburg in the 1990s. He soon opened chic eateries. His New Island floating restaurant was a favorite of Mr. Putin, at the time deputy mayor of St. Petersburg. His associations with Russia's elite brought lucrative catering gigs for schools, hospitals, and the army, and earned him the nickname Putin's chef. But it was his work outside the kitchen that earned him a reputation in the West. In 2018, American prosecutors indicted Mr. Pregoshin, alleging that he financed a Russian troll farm to spread online misinformation during the presidential election in 2016. Mr. Prigozhin long denied involvement in Wagner's bloody operation and sued journalists who suggested as much. Since the outbreak of war in Ukraine, the group may have helped capture several eastern cities. Mr. Pregosian is putting his name to that. He may think that Russia's tattered relationship with the West means there is no more point in maintaining the open secret. He may also be reminding Mr. Putin, amid battlefield losses and a backlash against mobilization at home, of his loyalty and value. The winners of this week's quiz. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random from each continent were Asia, Arun Gorjale, Hoser, India North America, Patty Drago, Lewis, United States Central and South America, Peter Nowak, Lima, Peru Europe, Henry Haley, Lille, France Africa, Rob Blair, Harare, Zimbabwe Oceania Paula Johnson, Perth, Australia They all gave the correct answers of Warren Beatty, Marshall Plan, Jay Leno, Chevy Chase, and Roberts. The theme is U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justices, Earl Warren, John Marshall, John Jay, Salmon Chase, and John Roberts. And visit the Espresso app for our new weekend crossword, designed for experienced cruciverbalists and newcomers alike. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Groucho Marx. No one is completely unhappy at the failure of his best friend. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.